Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation, as well as the Compassionate Friends. Well, Heidi, we've got a show, which I got to call a mixed bag, because it's so sad when one of our wonderful servicemen gets killed in active duty. And I know you know that because you work a lot with TAPS, the Tragedy Assistance Program, right? Right. You and I are both um, on their advisory board. And I've worked for many years with families that have had someone in the military die. The military is near and dear to my heart because I've done so much work over the last 10 years with them. And as you know, my son, your grandson, Alexander, is getting ready to deploy to Afghanistan in the next month. So, I mean, I'm now part of a military family and I know how we really support our troops as, a, as it's not just the person that's in the military, it's the entire family that is, that is there watching, having their back and supporting them. And my heart goes out to our guest because his son, who was in the Marines, died while he was you know, being deployed. And we're going to talk to him today about how he found hope after loss and what he's doing with his life to honor his son's memory. And also to celebrate his son, Albert, and yeah. to celebrate his life, which we certainly wanted to do today. Yeah. So, David, welcome to our show. Thank you so yes. much. Yes, welcome, David. And let me say a few things about you. I love that we're talking about thriving after the storm because we don't just want to survive, we do want to thrive. Um, I know you are the father of fallen Marine Corporal, Corporal Albert Gettings. Thank you so much for his service. I know it, the, the, thank the whole family for supporting him as he served this country. And you are now the co-founder of the Albert P. Gettings Memorial Foundation. And you are also the, the uh, co-founder of the Gettings Leadership Center. And I love what you say, and I know you speak all over and you're a motivational speaker, one person can make a difference because I absolutely believe that your son made a difference. You are making a difference. We're making a difference. One person really can. So welcome to the show. You're giving me the chills and I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, I, I had both of you on my summit thrive after the storm. You were absolutely outstanding and I'm proud and happy to be here today and humble. Well, tell us something about Albert and the, um, tell us who he was and, and the circumstances around how he died, because I think it's really, um, he was an outstanding young man. Well, thank you so much. Here's, here's the story. My son uh, decided after 9-11 um, that he wanted to join the Marine Corps. And at the time he was um, engaged and his future wife decided that was not a good idea. And so did my wife. Uh, and I just kept my mouth shut. And finally, he, he went and joined on his own. And he went in in 2002 as an old Marine, a 24-year-old Marine. And uh, in the Marine Corps, that's a little bit of an older Marine because most of them are 18 or 19. So as he, he went in as a supply and accounting Marine, and he decided uh, within a year and a half or so that he couldn't, he would come home and say, Dad, if I count one more thing, I'm going to flip out. I just have to get out of here. So he kept saying, only talking to me, he didn't talk to his mother. So basically, he would say to me, how do I get out, Dad? And I said, Albert, I don't know. I'm not a military person. I don't understand all this kind of stuff. And he would say, what do you think? And I'd say, well, you've got to find a way to get your commanding officer to tell you how to do this. So he finally got the commanding officer to say that if he would try out for recon, he would try to let him out, telling my son that he would never make recon. So he was going to sit in that corner and do his job and go home in two years. And now, now, David, what is recon for those that don't know who it uh, is? Reconnaissance Marines, uh, it's scout, sniper and reconnaissance, that kind of thing. Okay. So Albert tried out and when you told him he couldn't do something, that's when he did it. So he did, out of 30 people, six made it. He was one of the ones that made it. Wow. He came out into 
recon and actually wanted to get into a, a, an infantry unit. So he finally worked his way down into uh, the second battalion, six Marines out of, um, out of a Fox company out of uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. His first deployment was to um, uh, Afghanistan, which is Afghanistan uh, or the uh, United States embassy in uh, Kabul. He spent uh, five or six months there, came back in 2005, was married in um, Memorial Day, on Memorial Day of 2005, and then went to Iraq a few months later. And, and within five months, uh, he was killed on January the 5th, 2006. Yeah. A little bit about that story. Albert was um, a uh, fire team and squad leader, uh, and he was called out on what they call the QRF, which is the Quick Response Force. When some one is in trouble, they call out the Quick Response Force. They uh, called that out for his group. He was in first platoon, and the fourth platoon was encountering snipers and so on and so forth. They called him to come out. And when he hooked up with the fourth platoon leader, a uh, shot came out, and uh, Albert was wearing plates in the front and the sides. They had just gotten plates within the last week before that, and they were wearing them. And somehow the uh, bullet was successful and came, hit him above the shoulder and, and ended up coming out of his stomach um, or his abdomen. And he went down, and another Marine came out to get him, and the other Marine was also shot. And Albert then got back up and for 17 minutes fought. Um, knowing, I don't know whether he knew he was mortally wounded. It wouldn't have mattered. My son had a tremendous amount of grit in him, and consequently, after that, uh, they, they thought he was, uh, you know, just hit into plates. He then picked the other guy up, took him into a courtyard and, and, uh, and uh, collapsed. They got them to the surgical center in the magical hour. And they came out and told uh, the guys that were there that um, uh, Albert was going to make it. But the other gentleman probably would not. And they were asking for blood. Uh, unfortunately, they couldn't find out where the bleeding was coming from Albert. 20 minutes later, they came out and said Albert died and the other gentleman lived. Wow. So you never know those kind of things. So, so, so Albert saved his life. Uh, yeah, that's, and he also was trying to keep the other group from becoming part of a cross, in, in part of a crossfire, because they didn't know exactly what was happening, where the sniper was and what they were doing. They found out afterwards that it probably was in the, in the uh, trunk of a car, and the car probably drove off, but you don't know those things in, in a battle situation. Wow. But that's why I say on, on January 5th, you know, one person, one Marine made a difference. And uh, Very much. had he not been there, we don't know what would have happened. But at that right. particular point, we take the position that uh, he, he did make a difference on that day. And that's what we try to say. And we, as you said, uh, Heidi, we try to look and say everybody can make a difference if they really look inside themselves and understand who they really are. I was put up for the Silver Star in 2006, oh. and he was downgraded to a, 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 a downgraded to a Bronze Star with a Combat V, which is the fourth highest medal. It took wow. us 10 years, and then last July, uh, at the 100th anniversary of the battalion, the 2nd Battalion, 6 Marines, they um, uh, upgraded his medal to a Silver Star, which is the third highest medal in, in, the, uh, in the military uh, medal system. And General Joseph P. Dunford, Jr., the, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, was the presenter, which was phenomenal. Wow. And the reason was he was the um, battalion commander of 2nd Battalion, 6 Marines 25 years ago, so he was coming back to celebrate that situation in their 100th anniversary and we just happened to be part of that wonderful celebration wonderful now you are a a cpa and you're controller of lawrence county correct and you're a singer a songwriter actually i met my wife in a band uh, she was uh, her cousin and i were in a band together and that's how we met and uh, we're coming up on our 45th anniversary so we're blessed what's your band name 
it was retrospection way back in, I won't even go into the year, it's a long time ago. And consequently, her cousin played the organ, I was the drummer singer, and there was a couple other guys. So we had a great time. And, and I've been, you know, a musician all my life, sort of a hack musician, but I've been a musician all my life. And then I was blessed with her cousin, married a, a musician, a real musician, much, much uh, more qualified than I. And he and I are the ones basically what, when I was getting, I found out in 2016, I had, I had uh, mantle cell lymphoma. And when I would get my treatments, I would uh, end up taking a steroid on Monday and getting my final chemo on Tuesday. And I couldn't sleep on Monday uh, evening into Tuesday morning. So I'd get up and somehow the good Lord or whoever was, was reciting songs in my head and I would write them down sing wow. them on my iPhone, and then Doug would take them and make the real songs out of them. So it's pretty amazing. So we're going to play one uh, right now called Honor Those Who Serve. We're going to play a part of it. The song Honor Those Who Serve is, is basically, it's the story of my son going to the Marine Corps, and it's the story of people and saying we want to honor the people who serve us. It can be military. It can also be first responders, police, firemen, all of those kind of things. And as we look at this, you know, the, the, it starts out, today my son went off to war, a few of the proud he joined the Corps to make it to make a stand. And, and it goes on and, and then the, the, the chorus is honor those who serve the selfless men and women, honor those who serve protect democracy, honor those who serve, some paid the price of freedom. They protect our values, they fight for you and me. So that's the kind of, uh, you know, uh, situation that we that came out that's the first song that came out and a number of others have came out you know one's called heal me soothe me another one's called i got your six in the military your back is your six um, so consequently it's a lot of things that deal with the military or first responders and people who serve us really amazing great job you've done that isn't it Heidi it's really really powerful thank you so much I wanted to ask you it's public speaking and your music and the things that you're doing how has that helped you and do you think that's a good healing process for somebody who's had a loss well it's a in, for my particular case it's, it's a tremendous healing situation because it allows me to talk about things that other people might benefit from uh, my wife has always told me over the past 45 years, you spend way too much time or way too much money on personal development things. I hope someday they're going to help you. And now we find out that they were helpful. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Zig Ziglar student and uh, I love him. A mentor of mine. Unfortunately, Zig is no longer with us, but he's an awesome individual. But, but the idea here is, you know, we all have to have some outlet of how we do this. Our foundations are part of that outlet. Uh, the speaking and trying to help others is part of that outlet. Talk about your foundation a little bit and your speaking. If I'm listening to you today and I want you to come and speak at my organization, what would I expect? And 
and talk about the foundation. What are your hopes and dreams? I know you give a scholarship. Yeah, basically, uh, there's two foundations. The first one was the Albert P. Gettings Memorial Foundation, and that was made to do community kind of things and more more uh, than not scholarships. We give scholarships to the to the high school that my son uh, graduated from, and also the high school where my wife teaches, which is a career in tech school. And we've given out over 120 some scholarships over the past uh, 12 years. Wow. And that one is pretty much now endowed to be able to give out four scholarships, two to each of the schools into, into perpetuity. So that, that's a good thing. Now, the second one is the Gettings Leadership Centers. And that's really focused on the fact of trying to help children. We're trying to get, we think that um, the children are not really taught about honor and respect, and they're not taught about values and character, and they're not taught about action and vision. So we think that the foundation, that's the one we're trying to move forward now. And as we move forward, uh, we were thinking it's going to be a physical center, but I think now it's morphing a little bit more probably into a virtual reality kind of center where we can get kids on the internet to go there and it be a safe space to allow them to to grow and and to hear we think honor and respect are things that you know i was an only child and, and my father was a little bit older than most so i was taught respect was a really really big priority and we think that we taught our kids that and we think that we want to teach society that not that they don't know it but we've sort of lost sight of that and we don't think some of that is is really there. And obviously the Travis Manning Foundation does a character development program. The Medal of Honor Foundation does a uh, character development program. My wife has already integrated that into her teaching at Botech. She's a learning support English teacher. So those are the kind of things that we're trying to do. And we're, we're moving forward. You know, we've been a, a, a two-person kind of thing. And I, I went out and raised a lot of the money and I went out and raised a lot of the, the awareness. And, um, you know, I'm starting to realize that I'm probably not totally invincible. I'm just partially invincible. So consequently, I've got to figure out other people to help do this. And that's how we're, you know, we're trying to put our music and, and, and our, our story together and make it uh, sort of inspirational music that will allow us to grow. And uh, it's a bad, a bad comparison, but the, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra gives you a story with the music. And, It'd be great if we even get one third of the way there. But the point is, we want to take this inspirational stories uh, and inspirational music and meld them together. Okay, where can we find that? I I loved your song, and where? How can we get your CD or whatever? Well, that's one one of the things that we, we need to have that happen. Is you probably need to um, get us at the um, uh, Gettings Leadership Center. Uh, and that would be, at, I think it's info at gettingsleadership.com. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Um, Albert was and is a hero, and I feel like you are continuing his legacy through all the work that you are doing. So thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. And I appreciate your time, your effort, and thank you for having me on. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for watching this video. And we want to remind you, as David said earlier, that if you lost hope, Please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless.